The first phrase that we had in verse 4 is the phrase, quote, but God, end quote. Martin Lloyd-Jones once joyfully explained, quote, thank God for the butts of the Bible, end quote. We were about to get a full blast of his condemnation because of sin, but God, but God, but God. This is the glorious but in the Bible. This is talking of the mercy and of the grace of God. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we deserve, which is condemnation and wrath. Grace is when God gives us what we do not deserve, spiritual and eternal life, but God. Beloved, this is how wonderful the grace of God is. This is made available to those who are not deserving of it all. Beloved, remember this and remember this very intently. When you can't do anything to save yourself, when you are helpless and seemingly hopeless because of sin and death, God did something. In fact, God accomplished everything. This is our salvation. It's all by God and for God. Hey, hey, Twister Hover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world. Hey, hey, once again, and welcome to Cross Radio, your quarantine companion. And yes, we will soon think of new taglines as some quarantine protocols are being lifted. If you have a one-liner suggestion, you can drop it via private message on our Facebook page, Cross Radio PH. Today is the second chapter of our Following Jesus series entitled The Disciples Notebook, where we share one chapter every Wednesday around lunchtime, Philippine time, that's GMT plus 8 hours. Last week, we talked about the gospel. It was the first part of our exposition of what the gospel is. And yes, we have learned that the saving grace of God in and through the gospel message is exclusive. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. To add something to it is heretical. Grace plus self-righteous merits is not the gospel. Faith plus works to be saved is not the gospel. Christ plus any mediator is equally damnable. The Apostle Paul used the harshest of words, quite alien to us who are snowflakes over hard words. We are easily so emotional when we hear something that is harsh to our sensitivities. The Apostle Paul used an eternal curse, a condemnation from heaven. The word is anathema, or in English, that is the word accursed. Listen to his words from Galatians 1, 6-10. Quote, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. End quote. This is from Galatians 1, 6-10, NASB. 
anathema or heaven's curses to those who are preaching another gospel. This is alien, I say, to most churches of today who would rather preach another gospel, prosperity gospel, health wealth gospel, political gospel, Holy Spirit abusing gospel, sin pampering gospel, and even self-centered gospels. Churches would rather preach false gospel now because, as Paul warns, they would rather please men than serve God. If there is a message we need to be serious about, we need not to dilute, this is it. We need to keep the gospel pure before we share it to others. Again, I'll say this, anathema to those who are distorting the gospel message. Curses be upon those who do so. On our last chapter, we talked about the gospel in four essential points. We have learned point number one, God is holy, and then man is sinful, and then there is a war between God and men. And then the last point, which is the gospel proper, is that Jesus is enough to reconcile man with God. From Tim Keller, quote, We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe, yet at the very same time we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope, end quote. Beloved, Jesus is what makes the good news good. He is the point of it all. Without Him, we are nothing. Christianity is Christ. It's all about Jesus. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the message of Romans 8 verse 1. That's the message of the entire Bible. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Today, we will clarify things about our gift from God found in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is very important and this is what we get as we respond in faith and repentance to the gospel presented to us. Today's episode is entitled, From Death to Life, or this is what I call the Gospel Part 2. If last week we focused on the context and the content of the gospel message through the gospel primer and the gospel proper, we now look at this angle on what happens to a person who has responded to the gospel from death to life. I ask you to open your Bibles, and we will now open it on Ephesians chapter 2. I am reading from the ESV or the English Standard Version. As you are listening to this, can I ask you to pause for a moment and look for a Bible so you can read with me? Yes, you heard me right. I will count 1 to 10 and give you time to look for a Bible. Yes, do it please. We will read it together. You can make use of any version. I actually prefer NASB, ESV, HCSB, or NKJV. But whatever Bible you have, please get it, okay? Now I will count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you for getting your own Bibles. Now open it to Ephesians chapter 2 and we will go through the verses 1 to 10 together. Let me pray with you first. Lord God, we ask you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to give us more grace. And please let your Holy Spirit clarify things for us. We believe that the Holy Spirit alone is the infallible interpreter of the entire Bible. Without Him, we will not understand anything. So please help us. 
Help us to enjoy you more through your word, all for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we move to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. This is from the ESV quote. And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sense of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. End quote. Ephesians 2, 1-10, ESV. Today we will slice our message into three parts. The first part is what we will call our sinful state. Ephesians 2, 1-3. The second part is God's gracious act, Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. And the third and last part is the good news for salvation and sanctification, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Now let us read Ephesians 2, 1 to 3 once again, and we will focus our attention to this first part, our sinful state. Quote, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sense of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Ephesians 2, 1-3 ESV. If I will be asking you right now what was written again in verse 3, we were by nature objects of what? Yep, you heard me right. We were by nature, not merely objects, but children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And what is wrath again? Wrath, beloved, is God's holy response to sin. Because God is holy, 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 His righteous response is wrath. This is heaven's condemnation. Nothing actually wrong with this. This is in fact what justice means no matter what we do or how we complain god has all the right to condemn us because of our sins and because of his holiness other term for this is righteous indignation or holy anger on verse 1 let me ask you this what was our state because of our trespasses and sins if you go back to verse 1 you will see because of sin because of our trespasses we are dead then so the question goes this way, if you are dead, how can you respond to God and what do you do to actually save yourself?
Again, thank you for listening to Cross Radio. This is our ministry of God's word to the world. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast platforms and our Facebook page. Just search for Cross Radio PH. Again, Cross Radio PH. Click like and follow us for regular updates. Share us to as many friends and family on Facebook. Also, I would like to ask you to pray for this ministry. Partner with us through your prayers. Pray for this ministry to really serve you and other listeners globally. And together, we will glorify God by enjoying Him every day. Thank you so much. I hope you see more of God today. Enjoy Him deeply and truly. And now back to our Cross Radio episode. Then so the question goes this way. If you are dead, how can you respond to God? And what do you do to actually save yourself? I remember an instance before when me and my best friend Jeremiah was eating at Robinson's and one guy, one dude came to us. I use the term dude because that guy, Romel, looked like a gangsta with 50 cent cap and hip-hop shirt. Looks like he could hide an AK-47 inside that and shoot us anytime. He went towards us and we were surprised that he asked us this question. Quote, why is it so hard to change for good? End quote. Isn't this the question of all other religions? Do good, be good, change, behavioral modification. Beloved, Christianity is different. It tells us one important thing before we do any changes whatsoever. We need to be right with God first because no matter how good our good works are, these are still filthy rags in front of God. It is unacceptable. It is bad. It is ill. It is a term used to signify a spoiled or used women's napkin. The filthy rag that I use is a term that was used in Isaiah 64 verse 6. Let me read from the New Living Translation for simple language and emphasis. Quote, We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall. And our sins sweep us away like the wind. End quote. Isaiah 64 verse 6. What we did with Ramel was to carefully share to him something very important. Careful because maybe if we would say something that he finds offensive, He might shoot us alive. <laughs> Kidding. But we asked him something very crucial. We took a plastic bag and placed it on top of the table. I told him to tell the plastic to change your life. Do not lie. We were actually blessed because Rumel responded. He talked to the plastic. Do not be naughty anymore. Do not lust after women. Stop saying bad words. Change your behavior. Honor your parents. Go to church. Then I faced Romel and asked him, Did you hear what the plastic said? Romel laughed and told me, Of course, that plastic did not say anything. Then I looked him in the eye and asked him, Why do you think so? Romel looked back and told me, That plastic is dead. I actually thought I was dead, but then the three of us laughed. Soon I told him that this is the state of humanity we were in. Because of sin, we are dead. And no matter how we try to do and be good, it will still amount to nothing. This is what we actually do in religion. We try to make up and dress dead people. But if it's a non-living thing, it's a non-living thing. Because of sin, we are dead. What can you do to save yourself if you're dead? Nothing. There is really nothing you can do.
Romel asked me this very perceptive question. Quote, so what should we do then? End quote. This is a very good question. I told him and pointed him to these verses in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. Told him that we were dead. We are actually objects of wrath. We are objects of condemnation. What should we do? Beloved, dead people cannot do anything. If you can do anything, that's actually scary. The good news is this. God did everything. If you continue with the verses here, you will see something very important. Quote, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raises up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. End quote. Ephesians 2, 4-7. to This is God's gracious act. This is our second point, God's gracious act. Ephesians 2, 4-7. to God, in and through Christ, did everything in salvation. Or in short, salvation truly belongs to the Lord. It is all His. Take note of this. The first phrase that we had in verse 4 is the phrase, quote, but God, end quote. Martin Lloyd-Jones once joyfully exclaimed, quote, thank God for the butts of the Bible, end quote. We were about to get a full blast of his condemnation because of sin, but God, but God, but God. This is the glorious but in the Bible. This is talking of the mercy and of the grace of God. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we deserve, which is condemnation and wrath. Grace is when God gives us what we do not deserve spiritual and eternal life but god you will read an emphasis here in verse 5 even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved beloved this is how wonderful the grace of god is this is made available to those who are not deserving of it all beloved remember this and remember this very intently when you can't do anything to save yourself when you are helpless and seemingly hopeless because of sin and death god did something in fact god accomplished everything this is our salvation it's all by god and for god god came down from heaven and became a human being died on the cross rose again on the third day and ascended back to heaven in perfect glory this is our lord jesus christ teachers of the law guidance counselors life coaches and even parents can surely make naughty people nice but jesus makes dead people live this life now signifies a living testimony of god's mercy and grace of God's life and of God's love. My life, as I am saved by grace and by grace alone, this is now a testimony of His own grace. Our third point goes this way. Quote, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, 8-10 ESV Our third point is simple. We are now talking of the good news for salvation and sanctification, Ephesians 2, 8-10. This is the gift of the gospel message to those who believe 
in Him, that by grace, through faith alone, we get life. Beloved, take your time and let this thought soak into you. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. This is all by the grace of God and nothing but the grace of God. This is the gospel message that by grace alone, through faith alone, we believe in Christ alone. And that is our hope. That is our salvation. And you see in verse 10, the key thing that we can read here is that now we go to good works. Quote, for we are his workmanship. The term for workmanship is the word poema. But where we get the word poem or poetry, we are God's poetry. His creative act is again done in and through us, through the recreation that God has done because of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, we are now a new creation. Quote, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has already prepared a purpose for his people. He will be saving them for the very purpose of doing good works. Good works do not save us, but the good works signify that we are actually saved. Why? Because we are God's poetry. We are God's workmanship. See the work of God in and through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is both for our salvation and sanctification. Listen to this. The gospel is preached to us, and in responding through faith and repentance, we are actually saved. Also, as we preach the gospel to ourselves daily after conversion, we do good works, being made new and clean and holy by our God. This is our sanctification. That is why the gospel is both for our salvation and our sanctification. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are led to Christ so that we can help others follow Christ as well. Quote, For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. End quote. This is from 1 Corinthians 15, 21 to 22 ESV. Jesus makes dead people live. Or in the words of a former slave trader, saved by grace, John Newton writes this immortal words, quote, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, end quote. I once was dead. But now, I'm alive. This is the result of the gospel. This is how we respond to the gospel. And this is the result at the same time of the gospel. Jesus makes dead people live. Thank you very much for listening to Cross Radio's second chapter of the Disciples Notebook. Next, we will talk about another point of the gospel, which is the seriousness of God's holiness. Thank you very much for listening. Tell your family and friends to listen to Cross Radio so they too can respond to the gospel in faith and repentance. Have a good and godly day.
Thank you for subscribing, liking, and following our Facebook page, Cross Radio PH. In fact, this is not just a page for you to like or share, although we highly appreciate it. But Cross Radio is a ministry of God's Word to the world. Here we share regularly, if not daily, either a blog post, an article, a podcast entry from our resident students of the Word, specifically geared to reaching listeners who wants to hear God through His Word and by all means, by God's grace and for God's glory. Do it in a manner that rightly divides the truth and magnifies the name of Christ. Message me privately via Cross Radio for comments, suggestions, and prayer requests. Or you can visit our blog site at www.crossph.wordpress.com. If you are a child of God, if you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, I challenge you to make this your ministry as well. Go and share this to family and friends and together listen to or read God's word together in faith and in joy. We are so excited on what will transpire soon, praying that indeed God will be magnified the most and people will enjoy their deepest through the Christocentric word. This is your quarantine companion, Cross Radio. Have a good and godly day.